0: 54. Money, money, money. Moving beyond money and fear. TLDR. Money is the false god in the 21st century, and greed is single-handedly responsible for our experience in the state of the world. Greed has been a pattern of mine begging to be transformed into something higher. The only way to do that was to do what seemed to be the unthinkable. And once I did it, I experienced a new sense of freedom and possibility. Money is what runs this world. It runs every one of us and everything we do. As a wise man once said, if you want to see some really selfish behavior, steer money into the mix and see what happens. There are four types of conversations that disconnect and create separation between humans. Looking good, being right, conversations of time, intimacy, and conversations of money, commitments. Money itself is a tool to exchange value. As such, it is neutral. However, we live in a world that celebrates money because money is power, rather than the creation and exchange of value. Life has become about having as much as you can rather than creating as much value as you can. And the Bible warns us about that. I'm not religious, but I've learned that our spiritual texts read metaphorically rather than literally are transmissions about the deepest truths about human being human. So just like the Israelites were worshipping a golden calf when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments, we were worshipping the false god of money instead of being our highest self. The price we pay is suffering. While we live in the most affluent world that ever existed, we also live in the most miserable one since World War II, I'd argue. Depression and mental health issues are skyrocketing. Just look at everything on social media. It's all about how to make money quickly with ChatGPT, GPT rather than how to provide value. And in lockstep, the world is a shit show with continued wars, pandemics, polarization, corruption, unhealthy everything. And all can be traced back to money. More precisely greed that is now deeply rooted within humanity. And me, more on that in a minute. And it's a disease that is hollowing us from the inside out. We feel empty because we worship the meaningless. We confuse pleasure and comfort with fulfillment and purpose. The real transformation we are about to go through as a species is the transcendence of money altogether. But before we get there, the addiction to money will reach even higher proportions. It has to get worse before it gets better. For the pendulum to change direction, it needs to swing to the extreme first. Greed is the very cancer I'm working hard at ridding myself of. Last week, I was presented with the demons that are most deeply rooted within my psyche. The fear of failure, the fear of making a mistake, the fear of not having enough money. Over the last two years, the markets and my reckless behavior, ironically driven by those fears, have led me have led to my wealth collapsing by 90 plus percent from its peak. To avoid having to sell what remained of my investments, I had borrowed money from relatives. I now find myself met with the request for it to be paid back. This borrowing ended up costing me 100 percent as the asset I had to sell now was worth 50 percent less than if I had simply sold it at the time instead of borrowing cash. Lots of lessons here. Another irony, if you like, is that I studied finance, worked in investment banking, fundraised, studied Bitcoin and money deeply, and one would think I therefore understand money and how to manage it. Though my behavior has little to do with understanding and everything is psychology, specifically the underlying subconscious patterns, which run 95% of our lives. The Psychology of Money, a powerful book on that topic. Having an, an I-need-more-of-it hoarding attitude has been a wealth and self-destructive pattern. I have written about my previous painful experiences here, but clearly I still had not learned my lesson. I therefore had to keep experiencing the pain again, with life patiently and repeatedly throwing, t- trying to teach me that the relationship and underlying beliefs I had with money were begging to be transformed. Money is energy, and it is simply a tool to exchange value between humans. Its purpose is not to be hoarded, most definitely not for me. Even my gene keys highlight this beautifully. My shadows are immaturity, greed, expectation, and failure. The purpose of life is to move out of one's shadows by learning the lessons and thereby transform them into gifts, meaning my dysfunctional relationship with money serves the purpose to birth something higher. It's a tool for transformation. It's not bad, but I'm meant to move beyond it. The need to hoard money stems from a lack of trust about the future, which likely stems from my ancestors who lost everything in the war. It is not rational nor mental, it's traumatic, it's a traumatic pattern encoded in the body. By not trusting, I have been creating the very future I was trying to avoid, and this is how life works. It shows us what we need to see and evolve from with increasing volume until we do. And that the last stage of this process, the body gets sick and it, it breaks down, is reflected through disease. I plan to share more about the connection between psychological conflicts, trauma and disease in a future episode. If you're curious, check out this link. So what was I meant to learn, to let go of the attachment and focus on money and focus on money and use it as a tool to support something greater. I learned this very lesson in my recent ayahuasca ceremony, and while I was able to let go of that attachment in the ceremony, I had not integrated that lesson into my real life. This is the difference between understanding something intellectually and embodying, doing, and being it. I knew I had to stop smoking, quote-unquote, yet I had not done it yet. This is also often misunderstood about ayahuasca. I can keep going to ceremonies over and over again, but if I don't bring back the learnings into my life, there's no benefit of the learning in the first place. Last week's conflict, number 52, the death of ego, was at its foundation driven by my money story because it concerned an exchange of value. As I was working through it with my coach, she asked me, have you paid back your brother yet? I responded, no, not yet. There was visceral resistance of tear of taking another financial loss by doing so. She said, just do it. It will be transformational. My mind was racing and giving me all the reasons why I should not, why I should do it later when my investments are up again. The mind loves telling stories justifying all kinds of ultimately erroneous and self-constraining and destructive behavior. As I was trying to wiggle myself out of having to do it, I realized she's right. This is a redefining moment, and if I do what feels impossible to do, it might unlock something powerful. So I took a deep breath and committed to slaying the money dragon I've been carrying with me for as long as I can think of. It was time to kill it at last, and that day was the day. After our call, I logged into my account, sold some of my investments and transferred the money. Done. And it felt great. I felt liberated, free from this burden. I could feel the shift and expansion immediately, and it was easy. I was still breathing. I was still alive. I still had a roof over my head. Nothing had changed in my life, just a number in my account. I felt a lot lighter because I had just moved out of the complicated web of why I would not do what I had just done, and thereby I also had released the baggage of this open issue sitting in the back of my mind every day. I had turned the tide. And wow, it was powerful because in that very moment, my relationship with money was redefined. I had just hired an editor to help me turn this substack and my learnings into a book. And she was waiting to be paid a significant amount as well. After repaying my debt, I locked in again and paid her. No more resistance, done. I could feel that my ability and willingness to spend and invest in me had been rekindled. I had liberated myself from this shadow Or at least I had moved out of the darkest part. And all that by simply quote unquote doing what I was most uncomfortable doing. This is the nugget of this episode. Wherever you're stuck, wherever you're resistant to doing something or to stop doing something you're doing, the only way to move out of this discomfort is to break through by doing exactly what you're resisting. And the moment you do that, you will feel free again and wonder why you had not done it a long time ago. You will feel liberated and excited and it will feel like it was a small, easy thing to do. But until just before that moment, not a millisecond earlier, your mind will tell you it is imposs—it is an impossibility and your whole body will scream. And then it is done. Boom. Transformation. Freedom. Inner peace. The very purpose of life is to evolve, grow and expand. Every moment I get to decide whether I choose growth or status quo and staying stuck, the mind will always argue to keep doing what I have always been doing because it is the known, the safe and habituated way of being, staying in my comfort zone, even if self-destructive. What we want deep down is to expand, to fully live, to thrive. There's a yearning inside of us to break free from perceived constraints. And this requires taking risks by doing what I'm most resistant to do, no matter how difficult it seems to be. When I find the courage to go there, freedom awaits me on the other side. Whether it is my money story, a relationship or a job that needs to be changed, whatever it is that you want to do but can't quite get yourself to do, that's where you're meant to go. Once on the other side, life feels magical, and I literally feel the expansion, the growth and the new freedom. The space of what I perceive as possible expanded in that very moment. The prison of the mind has been forced to loosen its grip and learn a new skill that it thought was impossible until a moment ago. Everything is a gift, including every obstacle we encounter. It is all in service to our development. It's the school of life. The money story is a pervasive one because money touches everything we do. As I quoted in the beginning, If you want to see some really selfish behavior, steer money into the mix and see what happens. I'm no longer interested in a money conversation. And with the cancer of greed removed from my system, I can now bring all my efforts, energy and attention in alignment towards one singular thing to make my life and this world more beautiful and empowered. I'm finally getting myself out of of the way. and That's the most powerful thing there is. With love, Vincent. I'm coaching again. After a break to do all this inner work, I'm ready to serve again. If you're curious, send me a message. We will set up a call and you will experience coaching with me. I won't sell you anything and nor is there any expectation that it turns into an engagement. In that one hour, I will serve you to the best of my abilities and it will be all and only about you. You bring the content and I provide the context for you to move above and beyond where you currently are. Coaching is the biggest gift you can make to yourself. And when you found the right coach for yourself, you will start playing on a whole new level. Coaching is not magic, but it creates miracles. I'm writing a book. As a reader of this newsletter, I'm curious to learn about the format that best serves you. I would love to hear what you like about this newsletter, what you don't, what you would make reading the book worth to you. I appreciate negative feedback just as much as positive one. We aspire to make this an incredibly powerful and transformative book, and I'd love you to be part of this. Just hit reply and let me know your thoughts or a time when you have 15 minutes to speak over the phone. I'm eternally grateful.